Now, frequently, frequently on Wednesday nights with the men, what we do is we read the text that we're going to be teaching and reading and discussing on a Sunday. And we discuss it, we pray over it, and hopefully begin to receive it so we can be an example of it and to share wisdom or uh, insight that we've had from it. Uh, our guys do a good job with that. What I want to do is similar to what I did Wednesday night with those guys. I'm just going to read it. I'd rather you not read it. Let me just read it to you, okay? Let me just read it to you. And then what I'm going to do is, in our breathing out exercise, I'm going to ask you to just tell me what you heard, what you saw, okay? Now, I uh, should have done this before I even got you to Colossians 4 because some of you are already peeking. Don't peek. Linda. All right, I saw you. I, Lynn, I, I knew it's people peeking. Just real brief, real brief, without looking. I only want it from the heart. Tell me what you learned about Jesus. Tell me what you learned about Je what you learned about Jesus from this letter that was written to folks just like us. What did you learn about Jesus in Colossians? He made me blameless. What did you learn about Jesus? He made me free from accusation. He's all I need, and I need to live like I believe that. Yeah, he's all I need. He qualified us. That's right. What What did we learn? He's the image of the invisible God. You want to know God? Watch Jesus. Give me another one. I like that one. There's going to be a day when we share in glory with Him. He's going to share that with us. Something you learned about Jesus. He took away our blemishes. We are holy in His sight. We're free of accusation. Last call. Uh, he is very good. In fact, it says in Colossians... I'm sorry? He said, we are very good, and He is very He is the image of the invisible God. He's the creator of all things, right? And He is all and in all. And we're made in His image. All right? He forgave our sins. Brad. He is the, because in Him is all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge found. He gives us all the answers we need to handle all those fine-sounding arguments, all of those philosophies that take us captive, that kind of thing. Now, the whole emphasis of the book is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. I mean, the answer to every question, the solution to every problem, Jesus. We've laughed. We don't have a lot of, I don't see a lot of fresh faces, but it's a joke around here that if I ever ask a question, if I ever ask a question that you can't answer, that somebody doesn't know the answer to, somebody will just holler out, Jesus, because you can't say Jesus is wrong. So it, we get by with a lot of answers with just hollering Jesus. Colossians is that letter. Colossians is that place where it says the answer is Jesus. You need to get your life in order, Jesus. 
You need to overcome some trauma and hang on to some hope. Jesus. Jesus is that answer. He is that solution. Now that, that knowing that is what makes uh, what we're about to read even more significant, I think. Just listen to, if you don't mind, let me just read. You just listen. Verse 7 through the end of the chapter. Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. I'm sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances, that he may encourage your hearts. He's coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You've received instructions about him, and if he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greeting. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that, he may, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers in Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see to that it is also read to the Laodiceans, and that you in turn the letter, read the letter from, the La from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Your first reaction, your first thought, something you noticed. Huh, very personal. Call people by name. Your first response, what you noticed. Different people, different talents. What'd you notice? Anybody? A blessing you can have people to count on. Where is he? He's in prison. And he's still finding reason to have hope, to praise God and to keep trying to bless other people. What else you notice? He cares. Even though his life isn't really all that he would want it to be, and he doesn't have any of the opportunities that he really would like to have, he's still caring about other people. Last call. What'd you notice? What'd you hear? What caught your attention? Like he said, I, I, I tend to skip 
I really, I, I appreciate Legatha being that honest because truth is, anybody want to raise your hand and confess that same thing? Now, you know what makes it even, I mean, it was my practice forever. You get to that point, you're done with the book, right? I don't, I'm not one of those people he mentioned, so I just, if I read through it, I read, I just read through it. I didn't read it. And as a preacher for all those years, guess how many times I preached it? Never. In all those times that I heard preachers preach it, guess how many times I heard it? Never. Not so anymore. Okay? Two things I noticed. Two things I noticed. The first one, the first one you already mentioned. Is his? I, I want us to look at his purpose. I wanted to. He's in jail, and instead of moaning about he's in jail, instead of and he doesn't have all the things he needs, you know good and well that he well he doesn't have the ability to go out and and make tents anymore, so he can't go out and provide for himself. So you know there's things he needs. Oh, I'm sure that somebody's making sure he eats. That it's not like jail. Now, folks, where they take care of you like that. He was in a play, he was in a rented house, we know. He was in Rome, but he was chained to a guard, and I'm sure they took care of him, and if they weren't taking care of him, hopefully there were some folks, and we know there was, some folks that would bring things to him and take care of him. But he does not have what he wants. He can't go where he wants to go, can't do what he wants to do. And typically, when you and I are in that situation, how do we respond? We're in, we're, we're in a situation or a place that we can't do what we want to do, go where we want to go, have what we want to have. What's our reaction typically? Throw a fit. Be a brat. Pout or pout with a vengeance. Oh, I like it. Pout with a vengeance, yeah. Feel sorry for ourselves. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can got nothing to say about these people that are they're out there in the free. Why would I even care about them? Give me another one. <coughs> Grumpy. Be a brat. Be a brat. Shut down. I, and I, we didn't go there. We didn't go as far as I thought we would. Yeah. Yeah, I thought maybe some of us were thinking of it, but. And the truth is, we do it, don't we? When things aren't like you want it to be, at some point, whose, whose fault is it? God, because you've been asking God, why didn't God fix this? Why didn't God fix that, right? And in spite of the fact that he was in jail for doing what God told him to do, y'all, hang on. He wasn't in trouble because he did something wrong. He wasn't in trouble because he made a mistake. He wasn't in trouble because he sinned. He was not in trouble because he had let his life get out of control. He was in trouble because he did the very thing God sent him to do. And now he's in jail. Look what he says. Look at verse 8. What's his purpose? Find the one that fits us. Find the ones that fit, fits us. 
Why is he sending Tychicus? Why is he sending Onesimus? To encourage, look at it, to encourage your hearts. Underline it, y'all. Underline it. We may not be the one in prison. We may, may not be the one in the situation that we don't want to be. But we have this purpose. And even if we are in the situation we don't want to be in, this is still our purpose. is to encourage people's hearts. Now somebody tell me how you do that. How do you encourage somebody's heart? Good point. Because if I'm in, if I'm miserable, what is my my tendency? You wouldn't believe what hate they had did to me and what they said to me. And I can't believe they said that. And did you know what they said? They said they said she said they said. And that's all about me. But if I'm going to encourage somebody's heart, what do I have to do? I got to figure out what their heart needs and put that courage in it. Right? Tell me how you encourage somebody. Is it ever possible that if somebody just listens to you that you go away feeling encouraged? Sometimes all it takes is, oh, I just don't know what to say. Okay, then don't say it. <laughs> I can't say that there's little kids in here. But... Shut up. Just listen. Listen to somebody and they'll feel better sometimes. They'll be encouraged. sitting in the room in the, where they could read, had newspapers and magazines and whatnot. He was there in there by himself, and she just came in there and sat down. She said she really, she was brand new at that, really didn't know what to say. She just came and sat down next to him. Sometimes just be there. And in his, in his counseling session that week, that was the first thing he mentioned, how much that meant to him that somebody actually wanted to be with him. All right, so you be there. You listen. You don't necessarily tell all your put all your troubles on them. Now keep going. Give me one more. Ooh, yeah. You make sure you don't tell everybody else. Give me one more. Yeah, that understand. Oh, I understand. When you don't understand, is not encouraging at all. One more. That's one of the methods. Use write a note. Now, why? Think it through for a second. Why does writing a note tend to encourage you? Yeah, it's personal. Keep going. You took the time. Oh, you can read it and read it and read it and read it and stick it in your Bible and hold it. Like I've got some in my Bible. Well, I just took them out so I wouldn't be flop them all over the floor. Folks, to encourage somebody, you've got to find a way to put courage in them. That means you've got to put words to it. I, I, love, I love you church people, 
But I don't know who taught us to encourage, but we are lousy at it. Brother, I want to encourage you. Ta! The angels don't sing and the light doesn't shine with just when you so I want to encourage you. That's no. It's like I want to bless you. Bless you. What is huh? Give me something. What do you mean by encourage? What do you, what could you say that would encourage me? Now I'm going to make you do something you're not going to like, but we're, was it like this the first time? Tell me something that somebody could say to you or even any kind of way it's a person, what they could say to you that would encourage you. Stop thinking in terms of, I'm going to go encourage Dennis. No, think in terms, what, would, what could somebody say to you? So what could somebody write to you in a note that would encourage you? Yeah, Posi point out the positives that I might still have. Yeah, that's right. All right, find the positives. Keep going. Candy's got us on the right track. What would you? What could somebody say to you that would encourage you? Yes, guys, we do it all the time with little kids when they're learning to walk, right? They take one or two steps and crash and burn. Do we notice the crash and burn? No, usually we're clapping our hands. Yay! They're bleeding and crying, but we're clapping. But they made progress. We didn't notice their effort. I heard somebody else say that. Let's draw the line there. There's lots more to discuss. Lots more. Folks, it's not all that hard to encourage people. We just have to make an effort to do it, right? And that was one of the purposes that Paul had in sending one of these men home, sending one of these notes, sending one of these texts. Its intent was to encourage. Let's, let's become that kind of people, okay? Let's become that kind of people. Jesus is all and in all. If this place does not center and focus on Jesus, then we're here for the wrong reason. But while we're doing that, don't we have a place? Isn't that one of the things we noticed? That God's doing all these things. He's taking this wisdom and knowledge of Jesus, this treasure of all the wisdom and knowledge of Jesus, and He's spreading it through us. I think maybe he should have made a better choice, but he didn't. He picked us. So what are we going to do? Pass it on. We're, that's a purpose. Now, what? keep reading. Keep reading and tell me what the... See if you see another purpose. I want you to see another purpose. I'm going to encourage you. Did you notice another one? Ah, number two. I want you to welcome him. Do we know anything about Mark? You Bible readers, you Bible scholars who know everything there is to know about everything in the Bible. Tell me who Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, is. What did we learn about him? 
Yeah, remember? He was with Paul and Barnabas on their first, right? And he left early, and Paul was done with him. Tells Barnabas, I'm not taking him the second time. And Barnabas says, well, I am. And they had a sharp contention. It happens even in, among apostles. They had a sharp contention, and Barnabas went one way, Paul went the other way. Now Paul is saying, Mark's coming to you. Welcome him. He said, you've received instructions. I'd love to have heard the instructions. And I don't know what they might have been. Listen, don't, put, don't trust this guy a lot because he's going to leave earlier, man. You don't want to mess with it. I don't know what he said, but what did he say do? Okay, now hang on. Can I do that? Do I have to be talented? Do I have to be as Do I have to be a doctor like Luke? No. What what do I do? How do you welcome somebody? Now this is real difficult. This challenging got to know the Greek stuff. How do you welcome somebody? <laughs> yeah, you can go to and one, what we'll do is every visitor, would you please stand up? And then we'll all go, welcome, like we don't care that you're there. How do you, you can do a group welcome, and I, but I'm telling you, it's not real effective. Tell me how you welcome somebody. No, 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 yeah, don't, not theory, real. Acknowledge them. Now, how do you do that? Keep going. You ask them things about them. Go before that. Make eye contact. Some of us, we see somebody we don't know. I love you, but you church people are the worst. Because you see somebody you don't know or you don't know their name. You recognize their face because they begin sitting in the same church for three years, but you never got to know them. And you, well, you met them, but you don't remember their name. And you're embarrassed that you don't remember their name. So what do you do? You get that, you get, or you start doing, you do the, the church walk. Well, Lord, I just wanted to pray. No, 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 no. What do you do? Make eye contact. What else do you do? You introduce yourself. Again? Yes, again. Yes, again. Because guess what? If you don't remember their name, they don't probably remember your name. I, I learned. I'd, I had a girl come, in, come up to me one time. I don't even know where we were. I think in the mall. Back in the day, I was suffering terribly because I was in the mall. This little girl walked up in. She said, hi, Rex. I said, hi, how are you? I said, I don't know your name. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> I said, I do? Uh, I said, are you kin to me? <laughs> she said, no. No, you know me. And I said, have we ever met? She said, no. I said, we've never met. But I know your name. She said, yeah, I've heard you speak lots of times. <laughs> How did I know? So what do you do? You let them know your name. You don't have to give them your address. You don't have to give them your social security number. Just tell them my name's Rex. They'll say, oh, I know. Well, I forgot yours. And just go ahead. Folks, remember, do we have to be smarter than everybody? In fact, what it does, because we're afraid to be embarrassed, it makes us appear cold sometimes. I'm being honest with you. Because we're embarrassed to find out somebody's name because they've told us three or four times and we didn't listen the first three or four times. Ask one more time. You know what it proves? 
that you really want to know. I am so sorry. I can't remember your name. Tell me again. I do it all the time. To Melanie and to Mackenzie. I, I do it all the time. You got to, it's, it, it means you want to know that. So welcome them. Now give me another one. Keep reading. And I, I'm going to say while you're looking for the next one. Make eye contact, but also make contact. Shake a hand. Pat a back. Hug a neck, kiss a cheek. What? Treat them like their family. Yes. Right. Keep going. Find me another purpose. Something else that happens. He vouches for people. Anybody find another one? Oh, I got. I can't pass that one up. I can't pass up verse eleven, the last phrase. Because what are brothers are supposed to do for each other? What are brothers are supposed to do for each other? Comfort each other. What does comfort mean? It's really interesting. It's the same word as encourage. They approved a comfort to me. I like that word comfort. I'd like that to be that. I'd like to be that to you. I'd like to be a person where you can feel comforted, where you're not going to feel like you're going to be corrected, that you're not going to be rebuked. You're going to be comforted. You're going to be encouraged in what you're trying to do. That's the kind of people we're supposed to be. We encourage people. We acknowledge people. We welcome them. We comfort them. Keep reading. You see it? You heard it. Pray for each other. I love this phrase. Wrestling in prayer. What's the idea of wrestling in prayer? Idea of wrestling in prayer. Tell me what, what's... Because our picture of prayer is not anything that has to do with wrestling. Our picture of prayer is very peaceful. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray my Lord, the Lord for my soul to take. And God bless Mama. God bless Daddy. It's very peaceful. What does wrestling in prayer mean? Give me another way. I mean, explain. Why am I struggling in prayer? Why am I wrestling in prayer? I may not understand something. Okay. And any. Who am I wrestling with? It would make sense if we're wrestling with God, right? I don't think that's what he's meaning. It's myself. You know why I need to wrestle in prayer? What happens when you start Be honest. What happens when you start praying? What happens? When you start praying, what happens? You get distracted. I wish we had food. I'd give it to you. When you start praying, what, what happens? You start thinking of all these other things, and all of a sudden you think, oh, I forgot to pray. Wrestling in prayer means you get yourself back on mat. Boom, get back down here and get focused. I'm praying for you. That means I'm staying on task. Boy, we do it too much. We do it. I do it way too much. I'll say, yeah, I'll pray. Yeah, I'll pray. 
Yeah, I'll pray. Yeah, I'll pray. Oh, yeah, you agree to pray, but do you ever get to it? Wrestling with prayer means you wrestle yourself to pray. Get a hold of yourself. Focus. Throw yourself down. Pin yourself down and pray. Yeah, and let's see, if we're going to pray for somebody, let's pray for them, right? All right, keep going. Our purpose is to encourage. Our purpose is to welcome. Our purpose is to comfort. Our purpose is to pray. Keep reading. Find another one. You've got to throw in the, what you're praying for, right? Why would I be praying? Why would I be encouraging? Why would I be welcoming? <coughs> so that you would stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I love that last phrase. Fully assured means what? Fully assured means what? No doubts about it. You've heard it so you know it. You've heard it so often that it becomes a part of your thinking. If it becomes a part of your thinking, maybe it becomes a part of your feeling. Fully assured. I know that's something. I know that's true. I am fully assured of my, my father's love for me. I'm fully assured of how my mother loved me. I'm fully assured about that. Why? Because over years it was proven. Over years it was proven to me. And I became assured of that. That's what we do, y'all, is we do that with each other. We encourage each other, we welcome each other, we comfort each other, we pray for each other so that we're fully assured that we're in this, we're full, mature and fully assured in all the will of God. I'm going to give you the last, I'm going to show you the last one, verse 17, and then we're going to remember Jesus because our tithing off today is going to be a little bit longer. You complete the work you were given to do. What work were you given to do? What work were you given to do? Whatever it is, complete it. How many of us have got little projects we haven't completed? You got them in a shop somewhere. You got them in a storage somewhere. You got them in an attic somewhere. You got them in a garage somewhere. You got them in a closet that nobody's allowed to open at your house. All the above. Yeah, or all of the above. <laughs> Plus some still at your parents' house. Yeah, I got you, yeah. What projects bring other people the most glory, the most blessing, the most encouragement? The ones that are completed, y'all. I didn't think it, it's not that hard, is it? The gifts that cause the most 
that are enjoyed the most are the ones that are given, not the ones that are thought of, it's the ones that are given. The little project, well, I started doing this and I haven't finished, but one of these days you'll get it. That's nice, I like the thought. It is the thought, that's a good thought. But what gift is finally the gift you give is the one that you complete. Some of us have started an amazing thing, a work of God here. What is he asking us to do? Complete it. Finish it. Yeah, but you don't understand, man. I've been doing this for 11 years. I've been doing this for, I've been doing this 11 years. I've been doing this 10 years. I've been doing this nine. There's people in this room that have been doing the same thing for years and years, and some people don't even know they're doing it. And it costs them time, and it costs them money, and it costs them heart. What are they going to do? What are we going to do? Complete the work that God gave you to do. And I'll let you figure out what that is because I'm not the job police. But if God gave you a job to do, finish it. Complete it. Jesus is all in and all. The letter said it over and over again. But it was by his will that he designed this place. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm not talking about anybody else. He designed this place to function with people. I'll give you a hint. In this list of names, there are men that are so successful, doctor, professional, Luke the doctor, who will end up writing books in the Bible. And there's a runaway slave in the same list. There are people that are known to be faithful servants. And there's a fellow mentioned that before Paul's life ends, this man will leave the Lord. There are people in this list, there are people in this list, that would lay their life down for Jesus, like Paul. And then there's a young man who for whatever reason, got tired, got distracted, got discouraged. I don't know. And he left home early. Left and went home early. That's us, right? It's us. There's all kind. He, Jesus, who is all and in all, takes a bunch of folks like us and gives us an assignment. He gives us a purpose. Let's examine ourselves. That's the purpose of the supper today. Let's examine ourselves. Are we being, am I being the man? Are you being the man, the woman that God wants you to be? Am I being the man that God commissioned me to be to see that the treasures of the wisdom of knowledge that are found in Jesus live on, are passed on, are shared with others. Let's thank Jesus.
we're going to sing that song as a prayer in a minute. But our, our, our praise today, our song service, for the most part, if you want to call it that, is going to be to speaking to each other. Um, things that we may never have said out loud or may never have heard out loud uh, that Paul was saying about these men and women in the written Word of God. So if it's in the Word of God, it's okay for us to do it in life, isn't it? Right. Let's do some housekeeping first. Remind, remind everybody remind everybody that Wednesday night we will not have a meal. We will not have children's classes. There'll be a devotional at 6.30. If you want to come and bring a brown bag lunch or supper at 5.30 or so and just hang out, you're welcome to. But on Wednesday, 6.30, there'll be a devotional. Uh, you going to be here? Nope. You going to be here? Kelly will be here. Uh, I won't be here. So, uh, But there'll be, a, there'll be a, a, a time to give thanks, uh, but no meal, okay? Now, while I'm talking about meals... I had this idea, and I didn't talk to the cook people about Sundays. Next Sunday, what would y'all think about making it leftover Sunday? And even since it's going to be after Thanksgiving, like you come at 9 o'clock, bring some leftovers that you can leave here, we can heat up and serve for lunch. We're not going to let you stay, but we'll let your leftovers stay. <laughs> All right? What would you think about that? What, what do we think? Do that good? Ah, we'll just we'll figure something out. What do you think? Anybody? Yes? No? There we go. That might be our problem. Uh, I'm sure somebody will let you know what we. If it's going to be leftover Sunday, we'll let you know. But right now. Think leftover Sunday, okay? All right. I know by Sunday I'm ready for it to be not just leftover, left out. Uh, yeah. All right. Just this room, just this room, just these people, in that list of names. Who do you see here, who do you see in here that God has used to do the very things that he talked about doing? Encouraging hearts, making people feel welcome, being a comfort to those who serve and teach, praying for them so that they'll be fully assured Who do you see in this room? In this room, who do you see that would be written in the, if, if the letter was going to be written again, if it was going to be to the church at the open, to the church at the boom boom, to the church on Avenue, all the different names we have.
literally they were seen on a herd of ants and killed. Hayes made sure we had all the supplies and stuff that had to be for the classes, for all classes. We were giving away quiet servants, very controllable, and doing all that stuff. You have to be consistent with it, and I appreciate that. I love those. Done and started here, uh, and then how he chooses the gift that God's given him to influence people around the world. Uh, and so, you know, I, I appreciate that. But it's not he's not just working here; he's working around the world and uh, to help people in all sorts of languages. Uh, it's amazing. I don't know where it fits in, but every love here had their Bible and their notepad out today. And I think that is just great. Where does that fit in? Starting the word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's encouraging. Shammer. Who in here? is the one that encourages you? Who is the one in here that comforts you? Who is the one in here, in this room, that welcomes and makes you feel welcome? Who is the one that wrestles in prayer for you?
this room are the people that... In this room, who are those people that God has used to encourage, to welcome, to comfort, to wrestle, to help you be fully insured, uh, fully assured of the will of God? things that, uh, you know, when he says it, I'm like, well, duh, well, why didn't I see that? He, he just has a depth to him that uh, is very unusual for uh, one man. And, uh, Last call. Bob and Lynn have been doing that for years and years and years and years. Jared. Because I'm not really a 
person who is really good at going through pasta every single day. I don't know if that works for you. Um, but um, <laughs> good way to say it. The uh, <clears throat> when my world blew up. The shame of what I'd done and just the horror of the decisions I'd made and stuff wiped me out, just devastated me. I couldn't, I could, why would I do that? Why, how did that happen, that kind of stuff? That hurt. But I, I got to say, almost equal to that hurt was the reaction of people that represented God to me. People I thought would help people I thought that would love and would show me, help me understand how God felt about such things. Um, when so many of them were the exact opposite of what I think Jesus would have done, I, I can't tell you how much that, that hurt like, that, that one about put me, that put me in a place that I almost didn't come back from. Uh, so, one thing though it did for me, I told other people this before, I said, one thing it did for me is I found out who I could really trust. I found out who I could really count as a friend, count as a brother, count as a sister. And I resolved then not to worry about the folks that I can't count on. Those folks are going to gripe, complain, they're going to moan and do all those other things, whether you, you do right or not. But the people that do the people that are kind, the people that are encouraging, the people that are welcoming, the people that are comforting, the people that do pray for you, the people that help you feel assured, fully assured in the will of God, those people I resolve never to forget. I will not forget. I will not forget. And I will forever thank God. There are people in this room that are that to me. I don't have time to go through the list but I think they know and if they don't know if they'll tell me they don't know I will make sure they know and put a knot on their head for not knowing because I don't I want you to know more than anything else uh, that I thank God for you and I thank you let's sing this song as our prayer, and then we'll be <coughs> hugging folks and welcoming folks. For each other.